0: Welcome to the second episode of the Skeptics' Bootcast where we bring you some breaking news apparently a paranormal television programme has been caught faking evidence for the purposes of entertainment this leads us to an interesting question should skeptics address paranormal television programmes at all or should we accept their for entertainment purposes only and leave them off the table of heavy criticism new show Ghosts of Shepherdstown. Now I've got to admit going into this podcast I haven't watched Ghosts of Shepherds Town or at least I've not watched enough of it to really make a comment about it. I watched a small segment of it before recording as I intended originally to make this a review of Ghosts of Shepherds Town having watched the material I've decided against that. It's very much like other ghost stories, except there's a more um, small-town America feel to it, obviously set in one location, which is Sheppard's Town. So the story broke. Where I first came across it was on the website Dread Central. They reported on a story that had previously been reported by a paranormal news site called The Inquisitor. Now, w- whether you follow these news sites or not, your opinion of them is going to be very much shaped by whether you're a sceptic or a believer. Um, I think the Inquisitor, the stories I've read on it, I don't put much stock in, and I've got to say the same about Dread Central. Although I did have an interaction with the admins of Dread Central recently, and I found them helpful, I found them useful. they, They gave me the information that I wanted, and with regards to the story I discussed with them, they actually agreed with me and made amendments to the story based on my suggestions. So I do have a bit more personal experience with the crew at Dread Central. But there's, there's been a whole lot of drama, Dread Central, of accusing Inquisitor of changing the story, which still looks like evidence they might have done, and throwing them under the bus. We're not going to focus on that all, all that drama. There's enough drama on the internet. Let's focus on this supposed controversy. So, Dread Central reports, a few days ago, a story broke online that sent a fair share of shockwaves Through the paranormal community. The Inquisitor reported that the Destination American America show, Ghosts of Shepherdstown, was quote unquote staged and fake, saying that the ghost stories and locations are changed by the show's producers to make good television. So what can we say about that quote straight away in that introduction? Well, I think the first thing that comes to mind to me is no shit, Sherlock. We know that Ghost Shows have been doing this for years. In his book, Will Storr vs. the Supernatural, Will Storr describes going to the set of A Most Haunted Live recording and finding a shooting script, which he he managed to get his hands on, which detailed in the schedule, um, there were various points that stated an event happens, a paranormal event. Now, I'm assuming this was left to um, Yvette Fielding and her co-host, Derek Okara, at the time, to fill in these events, whatever it was, like, oh, I heard a noise, Derek, or, yeah, as most haunted is now, somebody for a while, Um So we know this has been going on. Now, what Groff has actually accused of doing here is altering uh, what Groff and his crew are accused of doing, is altering the stories, the eyewitness testimonies of the people in, involved in, in the show, the, the citizens of Shepherdstown who were reporting these these ghosts. I don't ha- actually have that much of a problem with that. I see it as very different than out-and-out faking evidence. The reason for that being, there's a reason we don't accept Eyewitness testimony, an anecdote as evidence. And that's because the human memory is flawed. Whatever adjustments the shows' producers have instructed these witnesses to make, they probably pale in comparison to the the adjustments that the witnesses, the eyewitnesses, have made themselves in the telling of these stories repeatedly. I'm sure this isn't the first time. They've spoken about these experiences. Studies have shown that when we speak about an experience, we exaggerate the points that we think confirm our beliefs or the point that we want to establish by the story, while the other, more mundane, less relevant points become reduced. So these stories are going to be vastly exaggerated already by the time we get to the television show. But... The fact that this has caused so much consternation in the paranormal community says something very worrying that we, as sceptics, we should be concerned about. And as sceptical believers, because the two things aren't necessarily unachievable together. You can be a sceptic who ultimately believes, but you're going to approach your belief using the scientific method. Now, what does this say for sceptics? The fact that there's been so much shock that, a, or according to Dread Central, there's been so much shock that a paranormal TV show would do this. Well, it tells us that all those years we've been reviewing paranormal television shows, all those years, all those stories, all those blog posts, all those vlogs that we've done exposing these shows and the fakery that's gone on in them, it's not really connected with the paranormal community at large. Oh, there wouldn't be such shock here. This would be as mundane a story to the believer as it is to me and you. Which leaves us with an interesting question. How should sceptics approach paranormal television shows. We all know every paranormal television show, every ghost hunting show in particular, starts with a disclaimer for entertainment purposes only. So why as sceptics are we continuing to focus on these programmes? That's a question that I aim to answer i'm going to continue focusing on these programs for one very simple reason just because i don't take these programs seriously just because i accept that for entertainment purposes only that doesn't mean that everyone's on the same page as me there are plenty of people as this as this controversy shows there are plenty of people who still take these shows seriously and while they're taking these shows seriously while they are being misled then it's up to us as skeptics to continue to focus on these shows to continuously show their fallacious the kind of trickery they use the exaggeration to continue to push The reasons why, in this case especially, eyewitness testimony, anecdote isn't evident. Because there are still people out there who put stock in these shows. And what harm does that do? Well, I believe, first of all, there are plenty of paranormal researchers, and I'm not talking about ghost hunters here, who take the craft very seriously. They may not be professionals, it may be an entirely amateur field, that's up for debate and it's not a question I'm going to focus on here. But they take the, the pursuit very seriously, they're very professional. I think of people like Ben Radford, Joe Nickel, um, there's a group in America called Military Veterans Paranormal, who take this subject very seriously and they do really good work. Have they ever found a ghost? No quite obviously not but to read through their work is actually it, it's quite it's quite satisfactory and it also says a lot for the scientific method and it shows it should be held up as an example of how an investigation should be conducted when we go in When we go into a haunted location, when a paranormal investigator walks into a haunted lo- location there 's an assumption they 're going to walk in with a bias. Believers are going to walk in and expect to find a ghost or a demon, even if you ascribe to that baloney superstition that should have died out in the seventeenth century that for some reason is all arranged lately. And the assumption is that sceptics enter supposedly haunted building to immediately conduct a debunking. Both of these ideas are flawed, and neither of them reflect a true um, application of the scientific method. And when you see these professional paranormal investigators, they don't walk in with a conclusion already in mind of what they're looking for and what they're going to find. They examine the evidence, they look at the data because evidence is a loaded term. They look at the data that they find and they draw a conclusion from that. If Obviously we can't remove personal bias from an investigation. We're human beings, we're all biased, we all have our beliefs What we can do is we can rigorously use the scientific method. We can ensure that we are walking in already armed with dueling hypotheses. Is this a ghost? Is this... Or what is it? Let's not make a conclusion before we walk in. The problem with these ghost hunting shows, they always go in with a belief. They always go in looking for a ghost. Let me tell you, if you're looking for a ghost, you will find one. Kenny Biddle, um, a great paranormal researcher, not necessarily sure he'd be comfortable with the term investigator, describes this as anomaly hunting. And it's very true. Anything out of the ordinary, any anything anomalous, will be ascribed to some form of paranormal activity by somebody who is operating under their bias. They're not going to look for a rational explanation. And that's what these TV shows do, especially what I find, find most vexing about, about certain shows, and Nick Groff's other show, Paranormal Lockdown, which I've spoken about on my blog site before, is very much guilty of this. Groff... Walks in with a, a very Christian bias. Um, uh, the same with any group that performs invocations or walks in with the the wearing their religious beliefs on their label. They're not being objective. They're not looking for. They're not looking to collect data. They are looking to confirm their beliefs. We need less. Paranormal investigators like this less ghost hunters and more serious Scientific method-wielding investigators Investigators who are going to take it seriously. They're not going to walk in with a bias or or as little as possible These ghost hunting TV shows don't help. This is why as sceptics, we've got to continue to talk about this. We've got to continue to expose these flaws. This report about ghosts of Shepherdstown, this supposed shockwave, it's passed through the paranormal community, and I've seen a lot of back and forth on social media about it. This tells us we're not getting our message across. We've got to work harder we've got to work smarter we've got to find a way of engaging with the believer so we can say yeah these shows are fake these shows do fake evidence they do alter testimony they're for entertainment purposes only And when we're at a situation where the majority of people no longer consider these shows as to be documentaries, when ghost hunting groups aren't springing up everywhere, all over the United States, all over the United Kingdom and Europe, using the flawed methods that they find on these television programs, embarrassing professional... professional acting paranormal researchers but people who conduct themselves well then we've got to continue to speak about them it's not good enough to say well it's for entertainment pur- purposes only and if you believe this you, you're stupid these people aren't stupid they're misled there's a there's a very vast difference between those two concepts and the only way We're going to avoid people being misled is by making our message more widely heard and stronger. That's why I'm going to continue to talk about paranormal television shows. I don't care about the for entertainment purposes only disclaimer that appears on the beginning of all of these shows or the vast majority of them as long as they're being taken seriously. One only has to look the amount of column inches Most Haunted earned themselves earlier this year by the claim that they'd finally captured a real ghost, which I guess the ironic thing about this is, what does that say for all the other supposedly real ghosts they've presented over the 20-odd years they've been on air now? now I guess they were all bullshit guys, but this one wasn't. Obviously, that's been widely debunked now on the internet. There are a few dueling theories about what that, that could be. But what's pretty clear is it's not a ghost. But it got a huge amount of, of press attention. And it really put Most Haunted back on the back on the radar again, <laughs> which is where we don't want it. We, it. we want to get to a situation where people turn on these shows to be entertained Who finds them entertaining? I'm not quite sure, as I find them utterly tedious and repetitive and essentially all the same. But until we're at that level, we've got to continue, as much as we may not want to, to take these things seriously. Thanks for listening today. Go to iTunes, and you can subscribe. Also, write us a review there, um, which would be great. There's our Facebook page, Skeptics Boot the Rational Paranormal. You can go there and like, and there's, I post all sorts of different things from both myself and other skeptical bloggers. And then you can also go to my blog, Skeptics Boot at Blogspot dot co uk where we talk about all sorts of gubbins like pseudoscience and ghosts and news stories and everything like that so come along and take uh, have a read of what we've got to offer i uh, promise i'll get try and get better at this plugging part okay so you are have a good day and i hope you enjoyed the episode